Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate Team Mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Feathers in My Hair. This week, I'm welcoming a very special guest, one of my dear, dear internet friends, Erin Hewitt. Hi, Erin. Hi, Liz. Thank you for coming on. Um, I was petitioned to do do this episode with you. (laughs) Shout out to Fiona. Wonderful. Shout out to Fiona, who really went to bat for you. She sent me a DM like a while ago and was like, you should do this. Erin wants to do an episode uh, on this subject, which I'm going to introduce in one second. And I was like, okay. And then this week I was like, oh, what am I going to do? I've done 60 and pregnant in a couple weeks. I was like, oh. Oh, let me do that episode. So this week we're going to do Kale and Hobby. This is going to be a little different um, from our, like, we're so we watched a couple different episodes of just the Kale and Hobby segments, but we really want to talk about Kale and Hobby as a whole. And so this isn't so much of a recap episode as much of the, like, relationship breakdown episode. So you tell me why you wanted to do this. Okay, so I... (laughs) My interest in the whole teen mom, I've always found Kale extremely interesting from 16 and Pregnant, like her episode, all mm-hmm. through Teen Mom 2. Um, one, she kind of lives in the area that I live in, um, not too close, but like I know places she goes, and especially with her in Dover. Now, my dad used to live down that way, so I'm pretty aware. It's just like familiar. Wait, I forgot we like live IRL distance from yeah. each other. <laughs> We really do. We live. <laughs> okay. Off um, we're going to plan a little meetup. <laughs> we should. <laughs> For real. Because there's a few of us that are around here. Yeah. Um, so, and then also, like, I've always kind of felt bad for Kale. Yeah. I think she had a, out of all of the teen moms, I, her and maybe Kate are the two that I feel had probably the worst childhood. Um, with abuse and the alcoholic mother for, well, both of them, but Kale specifically, no father. She just came across, I know people think she's fake now, but in the beginning, I really thought she kind of laid it out on the line. Like, she was She kind of came off a little real. Yeah, she was wrong. And it was hard to watch, but it was what I thought the show should convey. is somebody like her, somebody who was getting themselves out of poverty. She wasn't <sighs> trying to rely on Joe anymore. You know, like, I yeah. just really really kind of got in trance with her story. So when, so it started with her and then when Javi came around, I, he gave me red flags right away. So I was really interested to see how that relationship blossomed and well, it kind of went how I thought it would. So I think that's a really good point that Kale in the beginning, pre like teen mom money was mm-hmm. the best example of somebody who was trying to break the generational issues you know yeah Yeah. she was pregnant as a teen but that girl like she had two jobs she was going to school she you know not for nothing like she got that nonprofit to like help her get into that housing situation like she really tried 
you know, people make fun of her hustle and whatever book. I forget the name of the book. I wanted to say hustle and flow, but that's not it. Heart and hustle or something. Heart and hustle. I 100% will give it to you out of all of them. She's probably hustled the most. Yeah. Um, With no help. Yes. So I, that's why I kind of was like, you know, I was interested in her stories. Not that the rest of them felt fake or anything, but hers just felt the rawest. Like, let me see what this girl's going to do because I couldn't imagine being 16, no mother, no father, no home. Yeah. And I have a child. Yeah. Because even Kate and Tyler, they had Tyler's mom and they had yes, each other. They had You support. know, they had each yep. other. Um, obviously, like, I would never discount, like, the childhood that Kate had and Tyler. Like, no. they came no, from. No, they had horrible. But Kale really was, like, on her own own and trying to do better like she was trying so hard to do better and fucking up constantly constantly fucking Uh. up and I also found especially in retrospect when I watched the early seasons or kill 16 and pregnant what I'm most fascinated by is her relationship with Joe's parents which at the time yeah I felt like she was I mean I still feel this way like she made bad choices and she was really spoiled not spoiled but like acting Almost like a spoiled, like, how dare you not take this opportunity? But I think now that I've, like, worked through my shit, I'm like, Kale literally, I think, could not accept the love and guidance that Janet Janet wanted to give her. I think it was, like, emotionally impossible for her to, like, accept what Janet had to give. Because she'd been raising herself her whole life. And now, all of a sudden, this woman wants to give her rules and boundaries. And Kale didn't have the emotional maturity and honestly still doesn't but at the time really didn't have the emotional maturity to understand like hey like live here for free and work hard like just don't get into a relationship or if you do just like don't put it on Facebook like just be casual with (laughs) someone but like Kale I think she just I think like that putting it on Facebook thing like as soon as she was given that rule was like no 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 I can't I can't accept anything they have to give me and at the time, I really couldn't see that. But in retrospect, it's a lot easier for me to kind of understand why Kale acted the way she did with Joe's family. I also think a part of it is, and I'm older than a lot of teen mom watchers. I'm in my mid-30s. Mm-hmm. So I also looked at, because I was, like, that was 10 years ago. So I was, like, mid-20s. And I'm looking mm-hmm. at it, and I'm, I kind of related it as, like, this is a child. And she's still making childish yes. decisions. She doesn't have the emotional acuity. She doesn't have the mental fortitude to even come up with what she should do because her, I mean, her brain's not even formed yet. You know, like you're not completely all there until you're in your mid twenties. Oh, so she was making that. I was going to say, we forgot. We talked, I was like, oh, we'll talk about Kate at the top of the episode. And we forgot. Oh yeah. Let's just put a quick pause on this. Kate Baltier. Yeah is pregnant again. How do you feel? Okay. I feel that it's most likely an irresponsible decision. I, Mm -hmm. I mean, if we're all being honest, like there's, it's not a Janelle level decision to me or even an Amber level decision to me. No. Like, because I do believe Tyler's pretty stable. I'm not 
worried that their child will go uncared for in a way that I am for like a Janelle right. child, an Amber child, if Farah had another Farrah. kid. Um, but it's also not like a Macy or Chelsea <laughs> announcement. Right. Where I'm like, oh, okay, that's nice. Like, Mazel tov. Like, I'm not... It's definitely thought... an in-between feeling for me where I don't think it's like the best choice, but I also don't think it's the worst choice. And the reality is it's like... Right. I, I mean, a baby is coming. <laughs> you can't stop it now. Like, no matter, because I was online and reading what people had to say, and some people were really, really nasty towards her. Mm-hmm. They're saying because she has mental health issues that she shouldn't. Because she's fat, she shouldn't. Well, you know, those don't preclude you from having a child, no matter what you want to put your position on. She's still pregnant. You can't stop it now. Yes. Um, just because she's bigger, she can support it. She can obviously have a child. And her mental health issues, I know she's gone to therapy, which people keep saying it was a vacation, it was a cop-out. But my whole thing is this. If somebody, I don't care what their status is, if they say, I need help and I need to go get that help, we shouldn't be shaming that person. So I will never shame Kate for trying to get help the way she knows how to. Help doesn't always have to be a sterile environment in a hospital. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so what she went to, to uh, where Sedona or whatever it is out in Arizona, she went and got help. And I think instead of telling her that that was horrible, maybe it's not a choice you or I would make because we don't have the money. It's still a choice she made and she needed help. And I think she should be commended for that. And I don't think we've seen the after effects of her second time around. So we don't know exactly if she is following aftercare, if she's going to outpatient therapy, if she's going to group therapy, if she's taking medication. We know that she can still take medication mm-hmm. because Amber took hers when she was pregnant with James. I yeah. took mine when I was pregnant with my son. Like, you can still take the medication. So we don't know that follow-up because we haven't seen it play out on TV. So from what I can see of Kate is she has looked better recently she seems to not be online as much as she was before she doesn't seem to be tweeting or replying to haters like she did before so i think that shows some type of sign of maybe some type of growth i don't think it was the greatest decision i think maybe waiting another year would have been great for them but they're also married it's not a trap baby it's they're a married couple he chose to have sex with her they had a baby or, or having a baby. Don't tell me for one second that this was not a fully supported decision by Tyler. We saw how he was the last time he wanted her to get pregnant. Like, come on. Well, he he was like, take your IUD out and don't tell me about it. Like, come on. If anybody's trapping anybody, it would be him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's trapping a baby. Yeah. He wants a child. And I, they, somebody said that they think it's a girl or they heard it's a girl. And you know... Tyler wants that boy so bad, so bad. that they're going to go for round four, you know, yeah. after after this one. Yeah, they are. I think that but, it's, I think that, I mean, reality is she should have gotten her IUD put back in. Like that. She should have. That's sure. what should have happened. And I think it is worrying because we don't know if she's doing her aftercare. We don't know if there's a plan right. in place, if she gets debilitating postpartum depression again. Um I mean, God forbid she gets postpartum psychosis. You know, there's a lot. Oh, there's a lot of risk. And it's scary. It is scary, but that doesn't mean that she shouldn't ever have another baby. But I, the thing no. that gets me is that like they're so young, they could have so easily waited three more years or two more years. And Nova's only what 
three, almost yeah, four, right? She, I think she she's like four in January. Eight. I think she's three and a half. Yeah. So even if they wanted to wait another eighteen months, it's still not a bad no band between Nova and the next one. They didn't have to rush into it. That's what I don't agree with. Yes. Take the time to be healthy. Heal, take the time to get to know each other as her health if she is healthy, as her being healthy and Tyler being the support another support but not the whole support that she needed. Like next, now she has hopefully a system. I just really hope she has the parameters in check. I mean, Kate needs and she friends. Has help. Kate needs like oh, both need hobbies. Friends. Kate needs like, I think Tyler at least has the clothing line. Tyler has right. the house. I think he loves the house. And I don't think Kate has hobbies or passions. She's no, I identify a lot with that. Like Kate is very like listless, you know, in her life. Like, I just don't think, she has a lot going for her, um, unfortunately. I think, right. I think she sees herself as Kate the mom on TV. And that's who she Not feels she like has Kate to be at all times. Kate the mom on TV, like Kate the birth mom on TV. Right. That's probably the best way to put it. Because, and not to get too heavy with Kate and Tyler, but I think MTV stresses that narrative of how do you feel about giving up Carly every season? Yeah. We know that they're an adoptive family like we know about it stop stop pushing that narrative on that poor girl i think she needs a respite from that as well i I, part of me wishes that they maybe took a season off between all of us um i know that teen mom is their only income probably besides the clothing line i mean it's their only they need the money (laughs) they're funding that clothing line like come on they are like they're not making a profit they are not turning a profit on that no i don't think it could even be like possible for them because i mean they're hand making all of it not them but like it's right it's probably very expensive to produce which like great for them they're they hired like they're doing an ethical clothing company which is like so fucking rare i actually really really commend what they're doing but me it's too, not because cheap. in no, and in our our fantasy realm of Teen Mom here, everybody hires out for their clothing lines, makeup lines, hair care lines, whatever. Yeah. It all seems to be what you find on Wish, almost. Yeah, it you comes, know, yeah, so, absolutely, it comes right from China. It's not. Yeah, yeah. I just, I really, I wish they had waited. I'm worried for them, but I also don't think it's like a hundred percent necessarily going to be doom. You know, I, I feel me, me neither. I feel semi optimistic about it, I guess. I don't know. I just I don't feel have like like when I found out Amber was pregnant, I was like, Are you fucking kidding Yikes. me? Even when when we found out <laughs> Kale was pregnant. <sighs> yeah. Oh my God. My heart I, that I was, I'll never forget that because crazy. Remember there had been, like, a couple rumors and blind items, and I remember yes. there was a post on Reddit, like, three days before the news came out, and it was like, so who do you think will get pregnant next? Who do you think was done? And I wrote, I was like, I think Kale's done for ever, if not forever, for a long time. Like, I think she's happy yes. to be out of this marriage with Javi. Like, I think she, like, just, she's going to want to, like, get a career on track. Like, I had... This is a perfect segue back to Kale because I had like yeah. really I had high hopes for Kale after Hobby. Me I really, too. I really did, 
and I really, I didn't really care if she was cheating with someone else. Like, who gives a fuck? I think Kavi was cheating. They were terrible together. Like, who cares if she's cheating? But I really oh, thought Oh, we that, will go into their terribleness. <laughs> I really thought that Kale was going to want to, I was like, she's graduating next year. Like, she, yeah. went, like, I had hopes for Kale. And I remember writing this comment, like, there's no way that Kale is pregnant. Then I remember that day Same. there was, um, somebody posted on Facebook, like, Kale is pregnant, but it came from, like, E! News, and it wasn't quoting her. Right. And I was like, but that looks fucking official. Like, that looks weirdly official. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't radar. You know what I mean? Like, it No, it was really, E. I was, and, but this was before E! started getting all the teen, this was, like, the first of the Teen Mom news that E! got. Right. So I remember being, like, right. confused, and I was like, she's not quoted in it, she hasn't tweeted anything, I don't know, but this looks official, and then she confirmed it. And I just remember being like, what the fuck? I, my first thought was like, she should get an abortion. <laughs> like, this is, that... like, she, this is the worst idea. Like, why is she tying herself down with another baby? And Lux is very cute, but I still feel the same way. Like, why did she do that? Well, we know because she's fucking obsessed with Chris. Like, it's so because she in love with Chris. is in love with Chris and, like, needs to have herself tied to Chris. But, like, yep. I still, it's just, like, you add another custody, like, situation. Like, you lock yourself in Delaware even further. Like, you, why are you, that's the most frustrating thing about Kale to me. Mm-hmm. And I think this will be the sentiment through, for me through the over, like, this whole episode is that Kale makes her life as difficult as fucking possible. She, it's like she goes to a fork in a road and she's like, oh, look, it's sunshine and rainbows down the left hand, but the right hand, it looks like stormy and dark. Let me go down that path. And that's her and I don't child get alcoholicness. It. That's what yeah, it is. It's, right. It's her thriving in the chaos and, you know, her kale in the chaos thing, which is like, it's to me deeply sad. Like, it's not cute. It like, it's sad. not, it's not a cute brand. And kale just like cannot take the easy road ever, ever, ever. There hasn't been one time, and it, and we can go back to how we were talking about her leaving Eddie and um, yes. the mom's house, and her leaving, okay, she was 16, but she also was a mother at that point, and I would think that you would think in your head, okay, I have this child I need to take care of. Kale didn't have I shit. Have, she didn't have a car. She, she had nothing. money. She was trying to go to school, like nothing, and she's like, what? Okay, well, I'm going to get myself kicked out of here so that I can date this fucking guy, Jordan, who, like, why? Oh, come on. Even though I who have nowhere. Like... Yeah, she took, she has to take the hard way <sighs> every single time. And I think that's what's most infuriating about Kale, the older she gets, is that she is still continuing to do this. And the most She's not learning. Thing, no, she's not learning. But the most frustrating thing about Kale, to me, is out of all of the teen moms, she has the best hindsight. And she does have a self-awareness that you do not see oh in God. most of these other moms. But the thing is, she has this, like, incredible, like, hindsight self-awareness. But then she does not in any way, shape, or form grow. And she continues to make the same mistakes. So it's almost exactly. more frustrating because you hear her talk about, like, Sometimes, like, I've listened to her podcast a couple times. I hate Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Kale should have her own podcast. She's actually very compelling, in my opinion, on the podcast. Um, she presents and she's herself. A really, in... Yeah, she's a really good speaker. Very she good is. speaker. She is. And she presents herself in a way that even if she's not telling the truth, because we know she's a pretty big liar, 
um, she right. feels honest. Like the what yeah. she's saying on the podcast feels honest when she's speaking about it. And what she should do is she should do the podcast herself and then have her rotating guests every week. But I understand that's yeah. a lot of work and she doesn't want to do that. But the podcast she had with Javi, and we can touch on this a little bit later too, but I, I found her to be the realest she's been since season one of Teen Mom 2. Mm-hmm. Like, she was really honest with him. Like, you're being stupid. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I just found, I, I agree with you. Like, she was honest. She had great hindsight. And, but she's frustrated because she knows what she's done wrong and she will not fix it. She thinks living in chaos is her brand. And, like, that's how I take it. That's how she looks at it. Yeah. This is her brand. Yeah. She wants to be chaos. Absolutely. And the funny thing is that, like, so that was me for a long time. And I would go to therapy and I could tell mm-hmm. the therapist exactly what was wrong with me why I was the way that I was and we could go back from when I was four years old and go down a long list and I had like incredible self-awareness and like an ability to put together like well this is a reaction to this trauma and I act this way because of this and this but then it was like okay like (laughs) there was no ability to make any sort of changes um I just, for whatever reason, like that, I mean, for me, I know whatever reason, like for me, it was like a drug addiction. Um, right. And like not actually, I wasn't in like trauma therapy. I was just like in regular therapy, which wasn't like getting to the base issue of what was going on. And I think that's probably like Kale could benefit so much from doing like EMDR trauma therapy. Like she yeah. is a lot like me in that she had these, you know, has the ability to understand what's wrong, but then I think has these like PTSD reactions and she's so impulsive. And I think she got diagnosed with bipolar and she claims she was misdiagnosed, like whatever, but she has, she's very, she gets very manic. She gets very impulsive. And I think she makes these decisions that are, she cannot even like process what she's doing while she's doing it. And Mm -hmm then she has to clean up the mess later. And that has to, I know, I know for a fact, because I live that way, it's exhausting. And luckily, I yes. don't have kids that I was dragging through it. And now you add three kids to mix. Like, when is she, I'm, and this sounds horrible, and I don't mean this any ill will, but when is she going to break down? Yes. When I, is she going to hit an emotional bottom have, that forces her to get back, yes. basically? And the thing is, is you, you, talk, you touched on it a bit. She has a lot of trauma from her past, and she has trauma from having a child at 16 and going through the system a bit, you know, when she first had Isaac and having the housing. Like, that's all traumatic. Even before that, that, even before that, she had her mom, she got pregnant. Her mom forced her to have an abortion on her 16th birthday. (laughs) Could you imagine? No. No. Happy 16th birthday. Here's your abortion clinic. Like, I'm pro-choice. But... You couldn't wait like a day after. Come on, she's a, she's like, been get it together. Raped. Like she, I mean, yeah. she is has been through it, and she unfortunately has such a bad case of like false ego and like oh, pretending that she has a strength instead of she views like weakness and vulnerability as being so bad, and it's a thing that will like kill her. When in reality, it's and like she, that false ego and her like, I'm always right bullshit that's going to yeah, keep her Kale miserable. Is always right. 
Yeah. Oh, God. But and Dr. Drew, like, playing into that, it's like, stop it. Everybody needs on. to stop, stop doing this. And it doesn't need to come from us. You know what I mean? Like, the fans tweet no. at her all day about how wrong she is. It's not that. She needs, like, somebody in her life who she trusts and listens to, which, like, obviously isn't going to be Dr. Drew. But still, like, somebody who's like, <laughs> you're not always right. Like, you're actually quite wrong a lot. And that's okay. What? Like, nobody is always right. right. And it's okay for her to be not okay. And it's okay for her to seek treatment. If, if, you know, I think she does need it. I don't want to diagnose anybody. But I think Kale also has, from her trauma, I think it filters down to, I think she has a need or, like, a love addiction slash family addiction. Yeah, which is funny that they were calling, saying Javi had that. And I'm like, yeah, right. but you I, do too, dum-dum. Like... Right, and... I, and I do believe, like, we'll touch on Javi, I'm sure, because I have a lot of yeah, we'll, things to we'll say about there. him. <laughs> but, but I do believe that Kale has some type of love slash family. She doesn't know how to get that emotional need that she never had as a child. Mm-hmm. And she's always seeking somebody to give her the comfort, give her the love. She needs people around her to voiced her up all the time. She doesn't like the negative people. Now, I don't like negative people in my life either, but there's a difference between somebody who is telling you the truth and being honest with yes. you. They're not being negative. They're just giving you viable feedback. And I yes. don't think she can handle that because she sees it as somebody rejecting her. And it goes back probably, obviously, to you know being rejected as a child. Kale is a fascinating case study. If yeah. somebody was a psychology student well, or sociology or whatever. She's so, like, because... Her story is so unique in, like, yeah. the rise to fame and the way that she got the fame. But still, I think mm-hmm. what's so u- fucking fascinating about the Teen Moms, and I was explaining this to somebody, um, one of my friends, like, I was explaining the podcast and why I'm into Teen Mom. And to me, like, one of the most interesting things about Teen Mom is that these are celebrities who still live completely normal lives. And you really don't see that because every other reality star moves to LA, you know, like they eventually move to LA. Like they, or they're in New York with a real housewives in New York. Somewhere like, or they they become reality stars later in life. So they're not moving to LA, but they're like on the real, they're on the real housewives. They're already rich. They're already, you know what I mean? Like already had been trying to get famous. Like, You'll see, like, most older people on reality shows, like, you'll notice, like, oh, they were on, like, Bethany Frankel was on, like, The Apprentice. You know what I mean? Like, they'd been trying to get famous. Like, none of these girls had been trying to get famous. Like, they fell into this. They were too young to have been trying to get famous. (laughs) And then, like, they have all this money and they have all this fame, but Kayla's in fucking Dover, Delaware. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Which, P.S., Dover, Delaware sucks. I mean... (laughs) It's nice because it's near Rehoboth and the beaches. Like, you can get there pretty quickly. But it's, I we, mean, it's we both kind of agree down she should move to North Wilmington, right? Like, we're in a Oh, agreement. yeah, North Wilmington. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, North Wilmington, Brandywine area. She What's would, it? Ha, ha, how do you pronounce it? Hocken. Oh, Hocken. Yeah, she should Hocken. live there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's gorgeous. And it's yeah. still the same type of housing she she's used to. But in North Philly or in North Wilmington, she could get to Philadelphia. She could yeah. work at a Philadelphia station. Yeah. She could be a lifestyle editor for, you know, Good Day Philadelphia. Like, yeah. there's something she could do. She would add to this area, yeah. you know? And people would watch her because she does have some type of celebrity behind her name. Yeah. 
Oh, she, or could she could definitely go on a radio be on show. fucking channel like seventeen. That's not the WB anymore, or because that doesn't exist <laughs> anymore. Or the old UPN channel. Yes. Yeah, you know, that's now like sure. I don't even know what it's called. It's like my Philly. Like it's not even. It doesn't yes. even have like a channel name. Like she could be a correspondent yeah, my... on a show there. Like come on. Yeah, and she could do lifestyle things <laughs> in the Philadelphia area. There's yeah. always stuff going on in Center City or even yeah. in the outskirts in the suburbs. Like she could really make it with her degree that she has that she's so proud of, and which kudos to her. Like I'm proud of her too. Getting a bachelor's is not easy, especially when you have a child. Yeah. But she could use her degree and work somewhere and use yeah. it and still probably be on Teen Mom, still be in the area so she's not fighting with Joe, Javi, and Chris with the kids. Yeah. Like, she really could find an, an, an avenue for her, you know, talent. Yeah. Because she, like we said on the podcast, she comes across pretty good media-wise. She comes great on radio. She can film. She knows how to film. She brings mm-hmm. a lot to the table. Agreed. So, yeah, she should go to Hopkinson or to North Wellington, get a job in filling, and live in one of the nice houses or even Pike Creek area and be A-OK with life. Yeah, it's really, so it's really interesting because the teen moms are just so unique in, like, how they uh, are, you know, go to well, the VMAs one day and the next day they go back to, like, whatever town and, and Chelsea look, lives in in South Dakota. Like, Right, that's what I was about to say. Like, look where all of these girls are from. Like, there's nobody... The only one we saw a taste of a glamorous kind of lifestyle was when Sarah was on because she lived in Austin and then would go to San Diego and things like that. Yeah. But you had Kate and Tyler in Michigan and, you know, Amber in Indiana. You know, they're not anywhere that's glamorous. They're kind of like middle America or southern states, you know, like, and it's like, oh, this is how it looks down here, and this is what this is like, which does give an interesting view to the whole That's I agree with you. That's why Teen Mom is so interesting, because it does show you, oh, this is how they live in Dover, Delaware, or this is how they live in Anderson, Indiana. (laughs) Okay, let's start at the beginning of Kale and Javi's relationship. So this week, last week, on Kale's Biggest Explosions or whatever, it was called, uh, she revealed that she had already said this in her book. Like I, I knew this, I never read her book, but you know, I read like recaps of books, like that starcasm, (laughs) starcasm gets me all the, (laughs) all the best highlights. So I don't have to actually read their books. (laughs) And, um, so basically the way that Javi and Kale met was Kale was working at Buckle, which do you think Buckle's even sold store? I don't know. I haven't seen a Buckle in a minute <laughs> like, yeah like i'm picturing right mid- now in the king of prussia mall exactly where the buckle was <laughs> like, <laughs> yes yeah i can kind of recall where it was too on the second level yes there. i remember on, like the of. right side by where like jc yep, near- <laughs> yes <laughs> and Gertrude Hawk was down that way <laughs> yeah remember the van store had the ramp in it yes. and it was right by the- yes <laughs> <laughs> ah, is that the one she worked at was it KOP? No, no 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 they still lived in the lehigh valley so yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't no. think she would travel from the Lehigh Valley to KOP. But My cousin Julia and I spent a lot of time in that van store watching people. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but so Kale was working at Buckle, and Javi came in and basically like persistently asked her out, like over and over and over again. And then finally, and he would tweet her. Oh yeah, he would tweet her. Like they, he, yeah. Well, okay. 
no, first I'm going to get into how, like, Kale thought they met. And then we're going to get into mm-hmm. how, like, they basically right. really met. Really met. to Kale. So, Kale, Javi's coming in. He was with his dad the first time. He would try and talk to her. She wasn't really interested. She wasn't interested. And then, finally, they were, like, talking a little bit. And Kale had to go to New York for, like, a teen mom reunion or whatever they were doing. Right. And Javi basically followed her there. And to help her with Isaac and she was like really impressed and was like wow this guy's willing to drive like two out because I guess she was like well if you come to New York like you can hang out with me um right to see if he was like really serious and so he came to New York and she was like okay like I guess he's serious and they were then like together and married very quickly after that but what really yeah. happened is Kale Javi had tweeted her a few times which he she didn't know about um, until after right. the fact, Javi had applied to be on T uh, True Life about like some yeah. dating drama, and then the girl backed he wanted, out. He wanted to be on True Life. I want my girlfriend back, and the girl he wanted back wanted nothing to do with it. The girl was like, "I'm gonna get a fucking restraining order if you ask me to go on this <laughs> she show." He called the red flags right away. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, and this whole time that they he was like pursuing her, he swore that he had no idea who she was. Right. He kept saying, oh, no, I don't know what Team Mom is. I don't watch that. You know, like, I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Which, like, is believable if this is, like, I can see why it he is. believe that. Because this was, what, after the third se- the third season? Like, they'd probably just filmed the third season. The third season hadn't even been on TV yet. Like, he's a guy. Like, who knows if this even yeah. what he Like, I would believe, like, a guy in his 20s like, I don't even watch MTV. He'd be like, yeah, I'm sure he doesn't. Right. Like, what does I, he know? They weren't getting magazine covers yet. Like. Right. We're before Teen Mom, like, Big Mo- Teen Mom to Big Money. Because Kale yeah. still had a shitty car. She was working at Buckle. And she was yeah. in the public housing still. Yeah. They didn't get really so, money until after um, season three is when they got their first, like, real amount of right. money. And I think it's so funny to watch uh, because today, or like we watched episodes from season four and then episodes from season six. And you're oh like, my God. whoa, like in season six, Kale has a huge diamond ring. Like they and, updated her you know, wedding I, rings in a Mercedes. And that's what I was going to say. The cars, when the one episode we watched, it was um, the fight with the Hulk smash mm-hmm. was one of, or before that, but they were uh, in Pennsylvania still. She had moved out of the public house, and she was in, I think it was a duplex. Yeah, but it looked shitty. Yeah, it was not the greatest, and it was still, I mean, it was fine, but it was, it was like a shitty apartment. Like, it was like gross carpeting, it was dark, like, it it wasn't nice by any means. No, and, and, like, the wood was chipping off of, like, the edges of the doors on the molding and stuff. Yeah. But he got into a shitty Toyota Tercel. (laughs) Probably the car's parents got when he turned 16. Yeah, and I made a note somewhere, and I said, holy shit, look at the cars. Yeah. Like, the difference in cars. Because the next time we watched, like, the next episode, like you said, they were driving BMWs, and I think she was in a Navigator at some point. Yeah. Yeah, they got the (laughs) Navigator. It's funny, because in that season four, they're still driving the shitty cars, which meant season three probably hadn't premiered yet, where, like, they just got enough money for that apartment, and then in season five, they buy their house, they get a Navigator, like... (laughs) Things turn around quickly for them. Oh, yeah. And how, because we jumped episodes, like, it was so noticeable. And yeah. then I, the, another note I made made was, where did all her friends go? Was it early? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you know, you know how Kale is. <laughs> so basically, Kale was pursued by Hobby from the very beginning. Right. And, you know, it was never an authentic, organic relationship. No. And that was, I wish she would have found out earlier because I think that tale of that time probably would have pieced out and been like, nope, not doing this. Like, you found me through who I am on TV. That's not who I am in real life. Like, I could really see her not wanting to be with somebody that went after her because of that, because of her status, possibly getting more money or whatever Holly was thinking, getting screen time, becoming famous. I don't know what exactly Javi's initial motives were, but I do think Kale of that season would have been like, peace out, dude, I'm not doing this. Yeah, so I wanted to read what um, I asked some people, like, what their thoughts were, if they had any thoughts. And Caitlin Young says, I feel that neither Javi or Kale ever really tried. Once Javi saw her on TV and got her, that was it for him. He had won. And that's why their relationship fell apart. They both desperately wanted different things. Javi wanted to be on TV. Kale to have an actual family. I was not one bit surprised when Kale revealed that she found out that Javi had tweeted on the week or whatever before they met at the mall. I also think that neither one of them had communication skills and ability to be in a successful relationship. And I agree. I think Kale genuinely and deeply wanted a family. And Mm -hmm. I think Javi... I think Javi wanted a family two but for different reasons and I think he wanted absolutely to be on TV and I think he wanted if I think if he was never on TV I don't think he would care as much about having a family so like deeply and desperately as he does now I think he is a lot like Nathan in that he's like desperate for people to think he's a good father yes I and I wouldn't compare Javi to Nathan by any sense Javi's a better father than Nathan. Absolutely. They're different, but I think a lot of their motivations are similar. Yeah. Their motives are very similar. I think um, Caitlin hit it on the uh, nail on the head with that with, at that point, I think, like I said earlier, Kale was just trying to find a family. She wanted somebody to love her unconditionally. She wanted somebody to love Isaac unconditionally. And she, I think, probably had some type of baby fever. You usually do after you've had your mm-hmm. first. You do go, oh, I wanted to do this again. And I think he met those, as little criteria she had, he met that criteria at that point. Yeah. I also think that um, Kale, oh, I really liked what Caitlin said about, like, Javi had won, and so he stopped trying. And I think that's Agreed. so true, because I think Javi genuinely was like well we can't like we're married now like you can't right I get to do whatever I want and I can treat you however I want and you're not allowed to leave me because we're married and I'm like I own you now and Kale was like no and I think Javi really stopped trying I think he did the same thing I think it's clear because I think he did the same thing with Brianna that like once he had her he's like okay this all is on my terms like, what you want, I have no consideration for. Like, I don't I don't care what you want. Like, this is what I want and what I need, and I'm in charge here. And they I were, think, he was too immature to realize that Kale wouldn't go along with that. Right. Um, two things. I think Javi has that almost toxic 
masculinity about him. Like yes. he is head of household. He is in charge. Everything is his way. It's, you know, like the man is up top and under, and he's the umbrella and underneath him is the wife and the children. I think he suffers from that majorly. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. And it's quite, I think it's quite obvious with their relationship and Kale did not want any part of that. But I also think Javi loved the conquest. Yeah. Javi like. I think he still does. Find them. Which is oh, why yes. he didn't like Lauren. No, because she was easy to get for yeah. him. It was a weekend. He had a weekend. They went, yeah. you know, met at a wedding and they were yeah. together. Yeah. It wasn't a conquest for him. And then Dream. that's why he left her. And then he was with Brianna and then back to chaos. Like, he's a mess. And he just loves, he loves chaos as much as Kale does. Yeah. And I don't think some of the fandom Absolutely. sees that they see him as like, oh, the knight in shiny armor sometimes. And he's really not. There's so many red flags with Javi mm-hmm. that when you see just one episode at a time, you don't see it. But when you put them all together, it's like, oh, shit. Like, he is a red flag walking. Yes. So. I, com- I completely agree. Okay, let's get into, like, the first episode we ro- watched right after a okay. quick break. The first episode we watched was in season four, and I thought this episode was important because I think it gets part of the revisionist history, and I really think it's important that we deeply discuss uh, this. So the first episode we watched was season four, I think episode seven, and it's called For Better Mm -hmm. or For Worse. And they, okay, first of all, they'd been together for months at this point and they're already living together well actually wait before we talk about this let's talk about the fight because the fight happens before that so in episode one of season four they meet on camera they'd already been together for a little bit but not long by episode five they're moved in together yes which is crazy when you have a young child anytime but when you have a young child like it's crazy yeah, Isaac is what two? Not even. Yeah, right? I think he was he two. Just, he was he was like talking like a two year old. He might have been almost okay. three at this point because right. he was like clearly talking and True. I think he was probably three at this point. Well, yeah, I guess if it's the fourth season, he was probably turning four. Oh that yeah, year. yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, I I noticed that too. One of the things I wrote was, "Why are you moving him him so fast?" Yeah, like what what are you thinking? You have a small child. You are just getting money. Like, there's a red flag there. This man wants to come into your life and pretend to play dad with your son, who has a father. Because mm-hmm. Joe is still around, even though he's in New Jersey at this point, right? Yeah. And this is um, when, well, first of all, we have to remember that this is when Joe and V got together. So, Kale right. was like, I think they got together in season three. And remember, like, Joe, yeah. just for a little bit of context for the audience, like, Kale had been with Jordan and then cheated on Jordan with Joe and thought, like, eventually broke up with Jordan because she thought Joe was going to take her back. And then Joe's like, well, no, I'm, like, with V now. And I'm not going to be right. with you. Um, so Kale, like, had really faced rejection from Joe and was very mad yeah. at V being around K- or V being around Isaac and was, like, very angry at the idea of, like, anybody getting to be a family that wasn't just her and Joe, even though, like, she had been living with Jordan and Isaac together. Like, right. <laughs> but, Kale, okay, Kale, Kale is, is a hypocrite, like, in the worst way. Yeah. 
I was going to say, Kale's full of double standards. Like, it's what is good for her body. isn't good for her other partner. And it really is. It's, it, and that, and it, and it plays into everything that's wrong with her. Yes. It really I does. completely agree. It's, it's, and I, I would call it like her character defects, but like literally it's like all of her it character is. defects feed into her hypocrisy. They're like all yes. like come and combine and then shine through in her being a hypocrite. Yeah, which makes her a toxic and a person. liar when she does her weird yeah. lies. Because Kale lies about the weirdest stuff. shit. Right, she doesn't lie about. She doesn't lie about big things. She lies about like the tiniest shit, and you're like, why lie about that? You mm-hmm. are bringing somebody home, but you're gonna lie about I don't know, like the color of the sky. Like I don't, I can't recall all of her lies, but there is little. It's little things. Well, like it's little things. The way that she talks about like her relationship with Chris, and then the way they conceived Lux, like she tells a lie every time, and I think she can't. Yeah. Even, she doesn't even know what story she's telling anymore when it comes to no. him, and it, it's very, it's very weird. But so. Kale and Javi move in very quickly. They get yeah. two dogs immediately. Oh, yeah. And a big dog. They get Bear the Rottweiler, even though they're living in a part like a small apartment and they have a kid. And there's not enough, like, I mean, you can have whatever. You know what I mean? Like, if you walk your dog enough, like, that's fine. But it, right. it's a lot. But you also have a toddler. <laughs> yeah, you don't have but a I lot of room. Toddler. You don't have a yard, probably. Yeah. Like, um, so... Kale's friend comes over. <laughs> Kale's friend comes over with her kid, and the dogs are like being dogs. And Kale's yeah. like, Javi, come take care of the dog. And Javi doesn't come downstairs. And Kale looks at her friend and she's like, I'll be right back. And like, as she's storming up the stairs, she's like, I'm going to beat his ass. And you're like, I'm going to fuck him up, she said. Yeah. Like, she goes into uh. the room, starts screaming at him, and like, attacks him she like gets her hand on his head and like pushes his head i mean javi wasn't hurt like there was no head didn't connect with the wall there was no like pain but it was so so wrong and like kale like like had decided to hit him i think like when she was sitting on the couch oh yeah she because she was like this clenched going up the stairs almost like she yeah had... oh she literally was <laughs> She had, and this is where her Hulk smashed, but she had that Hulk yes. look to her. Like, she turned red. She could only see red, and she had to get that anger out. Yes. So, so she did, say, and she did it. I think Kale gets, and Tomlin and I talk about this a lot, um, the, mm-hmm. the two of us, we talk about this a lot, but Kale, I think, gets a lot of unjust hate because she's, like, bigger. Like, not even, like... right. Because she was still pretty thin at this time, but she's tall, she's wide shoulders, she has, like, large hands, like, yeah, she's, like, a broader person, she's, like, a bigger woman, she is. and she also is, like, not really feminine, like, in her manner, she doesn't have classically feminine mannerisms, you know? No. Um, she's abrasive, she's, like, bitchy, and I think that she gets a lot of unfit. It was so not okay for her to put her hands on Javi. And I'm not defending not. that. But, like, Kale gets called the Hulk. Like, they call that the Hulk smash. Um, and Carl. They call yeah, her Carl. Yeah. Kale, I think, gets seen 
as the aggressor more than Javi in their relationship because she was bigger than him physically and because she's right. uh, like a much more bra- and she's an abrasive woman. And well, I think if Javi was like a taller guy and um, was like, because even when Javi yells, he like does it in this weird voice that's like not really yelling. He's like, like yeah. sing song yelling, if you know. Yeah. It. Like he doesn't like aggressively yell, even though he's being a fucking asshole. Um, but I think he, if he, he says, if, he says the most messed up stuff in the sweetest way sometimes. Yeah. And I think if she was like Macy, you know, like had to build like Macy, I don't think she would mm-hmm. get as like a nickname like Carl. Nobody would call her Hulk, even if she was no. like Janelle is pretty physical, but we like, she doesn't really get like, nobody really you know what I mean? Like, they'll laugh about, like, the chain, her, like, that's my change jar, and, like, running after Kiefer. Oh, uh, yeah. But, like. And the ice water thing. Yeah, but, like, she never really, nobody, like, called, like, she has her mm. nicknames based on, like, her physicality, except, like, obviously, not like, they make fun of her chin, but, like, that's, that's just, like, being petty, but she, it's not, it's not like Kale. No. And Kale does get a lot of hate because Kale's very loud and yes. aggressive <clears throat> even when she's being nice she's yes. loud she's a she's a she's a presence yeah and i think the societal norm for women is not that so she doesn't fit into people's boxes of how women should act that sounds so sexist and i know it but i mean we well, all, it's we a all reality in the of the world right so she doesn't cater to femininity like women should she doesn't have that about her which is fine and i don't hate her for it at all i think it's great actually i i wish i could be a little more abrasive at times but um i think it has a lot to do with her fight or flight instincts too yes. that she comes all across like that well and i mean she had to physically fight her mom growing up like yeah she learned to fight from her as mom an, like as an eight-year-old child she was pushing her mother off of her i did read that excerpt from her book yeah so i think in that scene yeah, it's mm-hmm. really bad. Her friend, like, hears the whole thing, and Javi, like, leaves. And it's just a really important scene, because I think it just set the tone of, like, their entire relationship. Yep. In a way. Um, I mean, obviously, the tone had already been, like, set from the minute that they moved in together after, like, three months. Excuse me. Like, but come I, on. I think that, like, it really... It was... And also, I think that them just, like, choosing to be, like, okay, like, let's move on from that. <laughs> like, mm, like that didn't happen. Like, let's pretend that didn't happen. And then two episodes oh. later, they're talking about eloping. Well, real quick, before we head on to that episode. But after that fight, Kale breaks down in her living room. Like, oh, she yeah. is crying. We see an emotional Kale. Because the Kale we know now, she doesn't show emotion very often. She's Not very like stone cold. Yeah. Not like that. She broke down. He's going to break up with me. We're done. It's oh, and over. after the fact, and she she's was like, Javi, it was the heat of the moment. It was the heat of the moment. I didn't yes. want to hit you. Yeah. And I'm so sorry. Please don't leave. I don't want you to yeah. leave. So, like, yeah. and and we don't see that part of Kale anymore. Like, she's boxed that away. And it was yeah, so yeah. weird Kale's, to go back. At least on camera. No. I wonder how she's like with Chris. I bet she's like that, though. I yeah. bet she is. Because she loves him. But she, she was, too. she was, she was so emotional afterwards. And because I haven't seen that episode in years now, it was so weird to see. And I was like, oh shit, she really, you know, 
yeah. felt something at that point. I think Kale liked Javi more than Javi liked Kale at that point, emotionally. I think I think um, Kale liked Kale Javi more than more. Javi liked her emotionally almost the whole time, which is ironic because... So let's yeah. also discuss the fact that Kale now says she never loved Javi, which I think is semi-true. That's so... I, I think, think it's she, true, but it's so hard to set here. I think she <laughs> thought she loved him. And yeah. like, you have to remember, guys, like, Kale had no, literally, no examples of love growing up. She, no. She had some cousins, but she had, like, really not, like, extended family she was close with. Like, she no. didn't get it from her mom or her dad. or Like, she, so I think she saw Javi's, like, willingness to, like, be her husband and to, like, love Isaac. As She was like, yeah, yeah. I love him. Like, of course, I love him. But then I think she I fell think... deeply in love with Chris and was like, yes. oh, like, I didn't love Javi. I think, <laughs> I think she loved Javi for what Javi, she thought Javi could give her at that moment. Yeah. Which was stability, a family, somebody to come home to or for her, to, you know, him to yeah. come home to her. She could have she passed a lie detector test. You know, like if you had yeah. said, like, do you love Javi back when they got married? She would have said yes and she would have passed. But I Absolutely. just don't. But I believe she th- believes in retrospect that she does not love him. And I, I don't think and that's I, unreasonable. Me neither. I, like I said, I think it was more she loved the idea of Javi and maybe not Javi the person. Yeah, plus, like, hasn't a lot of people, like, in their early 20s or whatever, like, met a guy? And you're like, before you, like, really understood what love is, like... Yeah, I mean, I think this way with, like, my high school boyfriend. And I was like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I love him so much. We were together when I was, like, 17 yeah. and 18. And I was like, oh, I love him. And then I met, like, my boyfriend in my 20s. And I was like, oh, I didn't love him. <laughs> right. Like, it I'm, like, so, true. so deeply in love with this guy. Like, I didn't, I just, like, thought, like, well, he's my boyfriend. Like, I love him. Like, <laughs> But I didn't because really go love through- him. Right, right. No, I know exactly what you're saying. We all have that. And I think that was, I think she probably thought that was what Joe was for her. Yeah. Um, but I really think it was what Javi was. Because I think, and just to touch on real quick, I think Joe and her are a lot friendlier. And I think they like each other more than her and Javi do. You know what yes. I mean? Now. And I think they probably always did. Like, even yeah, like I think when they a, were teens. Yeah, I think there's a big mutual respect between the two of them mm-hmm. i think i think kale respects joe i don't think she oh, respects bobby at all a hundred percent but i think even like kale i wouldn't be surprised if kale and joe like when they were date like pre-teen 16 and pregnant like that they were actually like friends and like oh yeah like confidants and like laughed and like yeah. kale and javi like never laughed ever well one of the things i wrote down was do these two even have anything in common <laughs> No, and I talked about this when Young and Pregnant was on, how Ashley and Barr are, like, best friends, uh-huh. and, like, they're always yeah. just, like, I mean, they're terrible together, but, like, they're terrible. always, like, you'll get a scene of them, like, belly laughing with each other, and that's so fucking rare. I mean, I think Chelsea right. and Cole do it a little bit. That's just, like, their version of it is the weird baby voices, so I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I don't think there's yeah. any depth to it, so I'm like, okay, I, but... And I think Taylor and Macy probably really get along. Yeah, I think um, so too. I think 
I think they all probably did. It's just a little strained now because they just have three young kids. And I, I think right. it's tougher for them to do it. But I think, yeah, I've always said I think uh, Taylor and Macy are partners and teammates. And yeah, like, that they seem like a good match. Um, and I Absolutely. don't, I don't think you necessarily need to be like best friends to do that. So no. I think maybe Taylor and Macy have um, like a not a best friend, like a partnership relationship. And I mean that in a very positive way. Um, yeah, yeah. Like they're teammates. Like I feel like some couples are teammates. Some couples are like best friends. And right, you can be both, but some people aren't both. And like, but either one of them works. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, no, <laughs> so... I get what you're saying because <clears throat> I think both Macy and Cole very much love each other, or Macy and Cole Taylor, <laughs> Southie and Cole really oh, yeah. love each other, and Macy and Taylor. But I think it's two totally different types of relationships. Yes, I agree. So I think Chelsea needs Cole. Macy doesn't need Taylor, but they all work together very well. That's but true. I don't that see is, that with wow. Javi and Taylor. That's actually really profound that Chelsea needs Cole, but Macy doesn't need Taylor. Yeah, that's true. No. That's really yeah, true. <laughs> all, all the Chelsea fans are like, what is he talking about? No, no that's it's deeply true. true. Um, and I, I think we've like definitely but on this podcast I don't talked about that, but maybe Javi, not in that term. Yeah. I don't think Javi and Kale ever made sense at all. No, never. Looking at their relationship from the never. beginning. And it, and it was like, what are your interests? What do you guys do together besides take care of Isaac? Which is great. And there's it's wonderful that there was a positive male influence in Isaac's life. But it was one, way too soon. Yeah. And two, not you know, it's not his dad. And yeah. we can touch on that, too, with like her trying to replace Joe with Javi. But, yeah, I think like... Freaking can... amazingly awful. I also think part of like the issue with the kale hobby joe stuff is that kale so deeply felt like i'm isaac's mom and you're just a guy who isaac sees occasionally about <laughs> joe um and i think right. also like because she never had a dad and like her mom was the only person that she had as bad as Susie was i think kale was just like well of course like that's isaac's dad like we're together now like right duh like that's what we do like i'm the mom yeah. so whoever i'm right. with is isaac's dad like right um and i think it comes from her warped vision of what love was and what a family is yeah yep absolutely okay so the reason that i want i picked this specific episode was because i think it's so important to talk about the benefits every yeah. kale gets a lot of heat for being with Javi for the benefits and that she was only with yeah. him for the benefits. But at least from what we've seen on Teen Mom, I don't know how it really went in real life. It was Javi's idea to join. And in my opinion, yep. rewatching this episode, Kale, first of all, didn't even seem to give a fuck about the benefits. <laughs> like, Kale was like, okay. Um, well, Javi... yeah, that's what I wrote down. Um, yeah, she Kale, didn't care. Javi said, no, she, Javi said, um, I definitely see my future with you. This is like a direct quote, by the way. A couple mm-hmm. years down the road, maybe getting married. And Kale looks at him so smugly and says, maybe, maybe, <laughs> you know. And it was like, he was bringing it all up. He was like, yeah. benefit, marriage, let's do yes. this. And she's like, eh, maybe. And she looks at him like he's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was the one that brought it up. He was the one yep. that like was so into the idea and then I think I think that Javi was like 
I know how I can make sure that this girl marries me is if I join the yep. military. Yep. And I'll because, be the hero because I'll be providing for Isaac with the military. Yeah. And that's another thing he said. He said, you guys are my family. Yes. Um, and then I wrote, how long have they been together at this point? And then I went too fast. But it was like, he already claims them as his family. Yes. And we're only like, what, maybe six months into their relationship, if that. Javi says at one point in this episode, Javi says that he is not joining the Air Force unless Kale marries him. Yes. He straight he, up says, that I, he says, unless we're yeah. getting married, he said, well, if we're not going to get married, like, I'm not going to join. And people yep. act like Kale forced him to do it. And it, and it, I think we all have revisionist history at some point. And I think yes. the all community us, has absolutely. revisionist history as, for this. Yes, because, because they people felt, act like Kale pressured him into doing it. All she cared about was the benefits. No, I think yep. Kale would have been perfectly fine with him just going and getting some construction job. As long as he was right. working. Also, Kale, like, and, at this, Kale grew up pretty lower middle class. Like, Kale didn't have big visions of benefits and at upward mobility. No. Like, she was probably just like, okay, as long as you have a job. And the only reason that she yeah. was like, well, I mean, I guess we have to get married because, like, because I won't be able to. She even says, so if we're not married, I can't move with you. And he says, nope. But what he meant is, like, you can't live on base with me if you're not married. Like, Kale can move wherever she right. wants. Like, the military can't control you getting an off-base apartment. Like, like and he might he not be help. able to live with her. But, I mean, right. this, I mean, guys, Javi says I'm not joining the military if you don't marry me. Yes. He 100% says that. And it was so nuts because I almost went, wait, did I just hear that right? Did he just say he's not going to join if they can't get married? Like, you're throwing, she's what, 22 at this time? No, not even, right? I don't think she was 21 yet. I think she was 20. Yeah. Because I seem so to remember her 21st birthday in Orlando with Javi. She was pregnant. Wasn't she pregnant for her 21st? I think so. Was or Lincoln? she had just had Lincoln. There you go. So he's throwing this, this huge ultimatum at this girl. She's 20 years old. And he knows at this point that she's just looking for stability and for looking mm-hmm. for love. And he's like, I'm not going to move our life forward unless you decide to marry me. It's all about me. What I want, what I need. Like, that's what I took from it all. From that, from his conversation with that was like, oh, shit, there's, there's another red flag. Kale, you should have seen, you know? Also, like, I'm sorry, like, nobody joins the military except for, like, the benefits. Like, you're not yeah. just like, you know what the best job in the world would be? The military. No, you join the military yeah. because it's, like, a stable career. You get benefits. Yep. Like, it, I mean, some housing. people have, like, a noble, like, a more noble cause. Like, they want to serve their country. But, like, most people join the military because it's, like, a good job opportunity for them. Or yeah. they come from, like, career military families. Right. Uh, so it's just, right. like, what they do. And I just think it's so funny that, like, people act like Kale was like, you're going to join the Air Force because we need the benefits. Like, Right. And it was not that way at no. all. The other thing is, is he was going to take that test, his entrance mm-hmm. exam and the physical and they were going to Vegas after that. Um, get married. And he was like, married. oh, we're just going to get married while we're there. And when he brings it up, Kale's face is like, 
I don't know if we should be talking about this right now. Like, I know, but then look, like I mean, a deer also, in headlights. Like the sad thing about Kale is that like she didn't go with that, like that gut where she was like, "No, I shouldn't yeah. do this." Because a minute later in the episode, she's like, "We're gonna elope." Yep. Oh, and we're going to go to Vegas. We're going to uh, have our small wedding. Then we're going to come back and have our big-ass wedding. That's what she said to her yeah. friend. There was one really and I'm beautiful like, moment where she goes, Isaac, do you want to move? We can see the oh, world. I, and then you can see Daddy in the summertime? Yeah, Ooh. I said I wrote, Kale asking Isaac if he wants to move is super immature. What are you thinking? Also, he was like two and a half. And then for her to be like, and then see Daddy yeah. in the summertime? It's like, Kale... And like doing? how she said it, like Daddy was like a, a villain, and living with Javi and her was like sunshine and rainbows. It was so crazy. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. And poor Isaac's just looking at her like, I don't know what you're talking about, ladies. I just want some French fries because they're at that restaurant together. Yeah. And Javi isn't able to end up taking the test that week because there was like an issue with the system. Yeah. And Kale's like, okay, so we're not going to get married this week. And he's like, yeah. no, let's get married. And she was like, no, nah, I don't think so. Nah. That, like, Kale is not eager to become a military wife. Not one bit. And I think a part of it did sound great to her. Like, she was going to get benefits for herself and for her child, and she wouldn't have to be on the system or anything. Mm-hmm. And that's very appealing for somebody that's had lifelong poverty to finally, like, upward mobility to, like, the next level or whatever and have those attainable things is great, you know? Because mm-hmm. at this point, she's probably still getting CHIP or Medicaid for herself and for Isaac. Yeah. So, you know, so she's looking at it like, oh, like, this is the next step up. This is what I should be doing. This is how an adult sees the world. But I think yeah. you're right. She was not eager for it. Not one bit. No. And I, like, I was almost surpri- surprised at how how much of the idea was hobbies and not hers when I rewatched this. Even though, like, yeah. I, I kind of knew that we were getting the revisionist history track, I was still like, damn. Right. But I didn't realize it was this deep. Like, I, for some reason, I recalled her talking about benefits, but I'm like, no, this is, like, all the stuff I read on Reddit or, yeah. you know, like, the IMBD boards from way back when you could post, and it was, like... <laughs> on T-Mom Junkies, yeah. Yeah, T-Mom Junkies, all of that. And I'm like, no, that's not how this went down. Also, when they're in the restaurant, her friend looks at her and, like, Stone Cold goes, do you really love him? And Kale goes, <laughs> oh, I she, like, bats her eyes, and she goes, yeah, and then she looks like she's trying to convince herself, and she says, yeah. Yeah, again. I wrote down, like, yeah, dot, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, she, yeah. <laughs> like, she goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, she had to convince yeah. herself, like, oh, shit, one, I'm on camera, I have to convince this, yeah. but two, like, I have to convince myself. Do I? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, of course I love it. Absolutely. No, 100%. The other thing I wrote down, which I LOL'd at myself for, I said, it doesn't look like Javi ages. Is he an emotional vampire? Are we missing something? <laughs> he really does he look the look same. The same. <laughs> he has that big, freaking, goofy, open mouth smile all the time. Oh, that Cheshire cat smile. Hate it. He always looks like he's plotting something. Truly. So we know Javi joins the Air Force. They move to Delaware. Joe ends up moving to Delaware. So in season five, they move to Delaware. Things are like getting a little shaky. They go to marriage counseling, but it's not. It doesn't seem that bad. And then see, I said we should watch season six, episode one, 
because like, uh, I remember it coming back. And do you remember they were showing scenes like this season on Teen Mom 2? And it was the episode, yeah. we didn't watch it, but the fight in the car where he like rolls over something and they're like screaming about getting a divorce. And I remember everyone being like, wait, what? Like, are they that bad? Yeah. And then we see so this I episode think... come back, and I remember being, like, blown away at how bad their relationship was and not realizing it, like, in season five. I mean, it wasn't great in season five. They were in marriage counseling, but it seemed like they were, like, working on it, and it would get better. And I remember coming back in season six and being like, fuck. Yeah. And it was, I remember, because I, that's when I first discovered Reddit, Teen Mom Reddit. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew Reddit, but I didn't know Teen Mom had its own subreddit until then. And I remember, like, whenever they posted the in the Teen Mom subreddit about the previews, everybody's reaction was like, "Kill and Javi, what?" Mm-hmm. And it was everybody's reaction was the same. It was like, "What is going on? Like, this doesn't seem right." Because they always they had their issues. Obviously, we had the issues with her putting her hands on him. And there was, mm-hmm. the, they went to a counselor, but it always seemed like they were going to say they had, yeah, but they yeah. knew they had an issue. They, they went to try and solve the issues problem and they were trying to move on from it. And then they had, you know, Lincoln and all of that. And it was like, all right, well maybe, you know, they bought a house. Joe moved down there. Like they were becoming very stable. But there was a rocky foundation somewhere that we possibly didn't see all of that. Yeah. I think, we like, everybody was a little, like, whoa. I don't know if yeah. it's on Reddit yet. I mean, I was on Reddit for, like, a couple years before I found the Team Mom Reddit. I remember, like, mm-hmm. I was on the Bravo subreddit, and then one day I was like, I wonder if there's a Teen Mom subreddit. And there was. It just wasn't, like, that active. And I remember, it like, wasn't. somebody had posted about Amber, like, really making a change. And I left a comment that oh, was, like, sorry. she hasn't changed at all. Like, just one of my typical, like, angry, negative comments that I enjoy <laughs> leaving. And um, uh, and people were like, huh, really? Like, that that's a good point. But there were still, like, eight comments on the po- like. It got, like, two posts a day with, like, 10 to 20 comments on each one. And then yeah, it wasn't it was... until Team Mom Junkies and IMDB shut down that, like, the Reddit right. exploded. So I came into Reddit right before all of that happened. Mm-hmm. When it was still Mindy or whoever. I can't remember if it was Mindy or Arnie, one of them. Mindy's. Mindy created yeah. the sub. So it was, but it was very dead. Yeah. And it was people very pro Janelle, pro Amber. Yeah, just like and a, even at that like point a, people a were positive. Like, well people that weren't yeah. that deeply into the internet world, the internet fandom. Right. It's like the people that you see what I call the Facebook fans, and I don't mean the people in Facebook groups. I mean people who post right. on like Teen Mom's Facebook page, like yeah. in the comments there. <laughs> right. Like not people because who I... are in like Teen Mom unfiltered or whatever. I don't I'm actually right. not into Team Mom Facebook. It's just, like, one thing me too many for me. Um, but, like, on the, the Team Mom OG, like, pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where they only see... Like, they don't do the deep they dive. They see what's like on TV. Have. Right. And they... And at some point, all of them have looked pretty good on TV. Except maybe Janelle has never really and looked even great. still. Yes. But she has a little bit. Because if you... If yeah. you don't follow Janelle at all, you don't follow her online... You don't know shit about what's happening in Janelle's life. True. She hasn't been arrested. She has Kaiser and Ensley full time. 
her right. and David aren't fighting that much on camera. Right. Like, she's not having her meltdowns nearly as often. Now, we know this because yeah. we see, like, we see all, I mean, anybody who's listening to this, like, follows what's going on behind the scenes, et cetera, like, kind right. of, not et cetera, but behind the scenes, I guess, for <laughs> example. And, but, like, if you're just watching the show, like, I can honestly see how you're, like, Janelle's a lot better. Like, why can't she have Jace back? Yeah, I could see that, too. Um, maybe not so much after this past season with all the stuff that they showed, but up yeah, until oh, the season. Yeah, yeah well, this yeah. season. But, like, yeah, <laughs> up until you're just, like, you're, like, why is Barbara so negative about David? Like, it doesn't right. make sense. Because you don't know that David beat up his ex-wife. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you don't know any of this shit. Right, because it doesn't come out. Yeah, but, yeah. So, so crazy. I do think that, like, I don't know where we were with that, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how we, we got there. Uh, oh, something about Team Mom Reddit. Oh, being so shocked that um, season, yeah. like when season, season six, six came back. So I really wanted to watch the first episode of season six, and then we watched the yeah. second episode in se- season six. Is wild for Kale and Javi. <laughs> whoa, can it was dark like some of it was like whoa why are you two even together like oh like it was it's bad it's really bad i don't think people maybe people realized it but i think because kale was so the anti person and people didn't like her already that when they saw this it was all kale did this kale did that but you see like the underlinings of what javi did behind her back and how he manipulated stuff Oh, we'll get into more of it, but he was, he was nasty to her. Yeah. I want to so, see your, I want to see the password for your phone. Like, who does that? You don't do that in an adult relationship. No. So, but I do think it's like, it's interesting to talk about because this, okay. So in the season one episode, I, I think both of their faults are so glaring in this. Oh like, yeah. And it's why they're so bad for each other. So Basically, this episode, if you guys remember, it's when Kale is going to go to a concert. And, uh, well, she does, I did write this down, that it's Isaac's birthday. And she said, you guys know this birthday party's all for me, right? Because I only got two birthdays as a kid. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, Kale. Jesus. Kale. Like, probably not, <laughs> she probably doesn't even mean, like, two birthday parties. Like, she had two birthdays that were acknowledged as a child. Like, right. Like, I don't think birthdays... I'd be shocked if she got more than a happy birthday some year, you know? Oh, my gosh. And it's, like, poor, and you kind of go, like, oh, Kale. Like, you just want to yeah. hug her sometimes and yeah. be, like, it will be okay. <laughs> exactly. And that's one of those instances. So, Kale and Javi have been fighting a lot, and yep. Kale's friend Sterling is in town. She lives in Arizona, and their other friend Peach is there, who is Javi's friend, Kale and peach hook up eventually or is it Gigi who she hooks up with Gigi, but there was like sexual tension between her and peach i thought as well somewhere somebody had mentioned it but it's a mess basically peach is, <laughs> but peach is hobby's friend right yes peach i think and Gigi are both hobby's friends because a lot of because their friends blended because they were so young when they got together you know like yeah like yeah. they were they 20 crawled. when they got together it's like their friend groups of course merged and i and my whole thing here was, Peach had a lot of negative shit to say about for being oh, okay. friend. I was shocked. So 
Kale and her friends are planning on going to a concert in Philly, but she has to take Isaac to Joe's, which is three hours away. And basically, like, what they do is, like, she drives him all the way there on Fridays, and I think on Sundays or whatever day he comes back, they, like, meet in the middle. I remember that from the last episode that I, like, watched last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. So she what was going to happen is they'd been planning this for a while sterling's obviously in town from arizona she's there with her husband but it was just going to be the girls and Mm -hmm. uh javi was going to pick guys up up at school and then drive him to new jersey and her friends wanted to get like a hotel room because i mean they're like an hour and a half away from philly maybe an hour a little less than an hour and a half but so, like, far enough, they were, they wanted to get a hotel room, and they are like, okay, well, let's ask Javi. So, Kale, Sterling, and Peach are sitting in the living room, and they call <laughs> Javi in and yep. have a deeply private relationship talk with the five of them, the four of them. It, and Lydia, his sister's there. Oh, no, no, Lydia's not there till the next day. When they're fighting. Oh, I thought she was there. Lydia's okay. not there in the first My scene. Bad. It's just Peach, uh, Sterling, Kale, and Hobby. And, oh, that's right. Yep. And Kale's like, I just want to make sure, like, you're okay with it. And he's like, yeah, of course I'm okay with it. And Kale goes, well, we all know how you are. And, like, my jaw dropped. <laughs> right. So we're establishing that Peach and Sterling and Ty know that Hobby is a ruiner of time. Mm-hmm. And it's been established, and yes. we've and it and it is a jolt. You're like, what? Where was where was this part? I didn't see this in you know the end of last season. Like, there's something going on, and it does draw you in. You're like, oh, there's issues. Yeah, and I mean, I've definitely like now that I'm a little older, my friends are married, and there've definitely been times where like me and a friend and like her husband will have conversations that are, like, clearly about the marriage, but it's, like, so vague and broad that, you know what I mean? Like, right. it, And it this just, was not? No. N- <laughs> no. This was, like, this was, like, I, it's almost uh, like Kale, Sterling, and Peach were having one conversation, and Kale and Javi were having another conversation, but they were all happening in the same room. It was so it was, bizarre. Well, and her friends really, were joining in on hobby. It's like almost like, you know, your best friend like bitches to you about their significant other and their significant mm-hmm. other sitting in the room during that like private conversation you're having is what it felt like. Yeah. And giving commentary on what you guys are saying or at least giving looks because Sterling and oh, no, look at hobby like, like full yeah. on like hobby. We know how you are. You, you yeah. always change your mind on this. Like, Javi even says that this is psychotic that he said this in front of Kale's friends and his friends. Javi says that he doesn't want her to go because he hates that she has fun with her friends and not with him. Yes. And then, oh, that was, I looked, when I was watching it, I paused and I was like, did he really just say that? Like, I had to rewind and make sure that's what he said. (laughs) Yeah, in front of her friends. It's crazy to say in general, but, like, if I get, like, if that's how you're feeling. I can understand, like, if you and your significant other are fighting all the time and, like, you, like, hate each other when you're around each other and then you see your your spouse, like, going off and having great time with their friend. Like, I can understand that jealousy and being like, well, why aren't we having fun together? Like, why are you only having fun when you're with other people? 
but you don't have that conversation in front of the other people. And how manipulative of it is him to say it in front of them. But also is manipulative of Kale to talk to him about yeah. it in front of them. I mean, they was both, so like pure. you said, this is, this episode, you see why they are not working. Like you said, you see the downfalls of both Javi's personality and Kale's. And you yeah. see why this puzzle does well, not fit together. And this is also like a problem with Kale's that's ongoing is that she has way too many people in her business giving their opinion. And like yes. way too many people that are given like weighted opinions. Like I have so few people that I go to with like real, real problems. <laughs> you know what? Like, like my closest trust is fr- trusted friends. Like, and even yeah. that, like I have certain people that I go to with certain things that like, not like because I'm keeping secrets, but because that's just like how adults are. And it's so right, funny, you know, you know, somebody tweeted the other day, like, why can't one of your friends watch the kid? You always have friends around you. And she's like, I haven't had a bunch of people around me in months, which like, first of all, it's such a Janelle response to be like, that's in my past. And second of all, right. like, Kale always has just like so many people in her business. And the thing is, I think it all goes back to Kale has never had structure of a family unit. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't know who to trust or how mm-hmm. to trust them. And she doesn't know uh, how to take her criticism. Yeah. And she doesn't know when a friend's giving you criticism. And your friends, if they are your true friends, are supposed to give you criticism. Kale cannot Sterling's handle that Sterling's a really good friend, all. actually. Sterling is an amazing friend. Throughout <laughs> like, the... Sterling's a good friend. friend. She gives Kale, like, the best loving criticism. She does. And does it... And not snarky either she does not it in really. a really no, loving not way all. not at all she's a, there's not a cruel bone in her body when she's talking no. to kale about hobby and i think she really i think we see that she really does love kale and she mm-hmm. wants the best for her and she knows i bet sterling's a little older it. than kale i don't think we know i, I wouldn't be surprised if kale sterling's like a cool seven years older than kale yeah she gives me that vibe that she's She's, well, knows she's also life. married, like, she, you know, yeah. like, and I don't think she was, like, and a she teen has a mom. Child. Yeah. I right. bet when Kale, like, in this season, Kale's, like, what, 23 or 22? Like, Sterling like, was probably yeah. 27. You know what I mean? Or 28. Like. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she gives her amazing advice. And she, and you can see it in Sterling's face, like, she wants to say something about Javi, but she knows Javi's there. But I don't think Sterling was... I think Sterling really was trying to tell Kale, like, you got to get away from him. Yes. Which she does later on, but, yes. you know. So, it was just, like, also... Okay, first of all, it just reminded me how young they were in this scene. Yeah. That, like, they were sharing their relationships in only ways that, like, literal children do. And second of all, yeah. I was just having such, like, PTSD flashbacks, like, being in... Remember when you were, like, in your early 20s and, like, you're drunk with your oh. friend and you're, like, screaming at her, like, your boyfriend ruins everything! <laughs> like, yes. But it was like, that. You ruin everything, Javi. You all ruin yeah. it. Yeah, but hasn't everyone, like, been in that situation where either you're the one in yeah. the awful relationship or, like, your best friend is in the awful relationship and you're, like, drunk yeah. at the bar and your friend's crying and you're like, I'm so sick of this! <laughs> Yeah, because you haven't learned to like establish boundaries with like your friends' relationships yet, and like they haven't uh, learned to establish boundaries with their relationship and their friends. <laughs> like, 
And it is like it's we, really like I think early sometimes, college years. Like, oh yeah, we all live and, in the same dorm, think of, so like everybody lived yeah. together. Like. <laughs> You're all on top of each other. You all yeah. know each other's schedules. Yeah. But it almost, but it mirrors where she should be in her life yeah. if she wasn't a teen mom. Yeah, so like she her wasn't a emotional and mental, a wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a her emotional and mental, right, acuity is where it should be for her age. She's just not living a life of a 22-year-old. She's living a life of somebody that's like yes. 27, 28, established. Yeah, so her emotional, my friends and I were having those like, those fights like crying in a bar bathroom like drunk yeah like me not, too not in somebody's master bedroom of the home they owned while their children were downstairs no it was yeah. like in the bar yeah. in a bathroom at a house party like i just hate yeah. him <laughs> i just want him gone yeah, yeah. i can i'm reliving Your these memories ruins our nights out why are you letting him do this <laughs> why is he with you yeah i right Right. Straight on. I can he's picture all of this. I've had these. Like, he's going to leave you again. Come on, Aaron. He's no good. I just love him. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. We've all been there. Drunk yeah. on life and love. Yeah. But, like, we, because we weren't teen parents, like, got to do it in a, a situation that, like, didn't have, I mean, it had consequences at the time. But like not right. real lasting consequences. That, like no, affected not other people, except like our partying, and I'm annoyed that like you're not coming to girls' night. Like right, but like in a month, I'm going to forget about it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to remember you didn't come out with me one night. However, you have two children in the mix, and a house, and a life, and a husband. Yeah. Dogs, it's completely careers. Like... <laughs> yeah. Javi's in the air force at this point. Like. He's already yeah. gone to boot camp and come back. It... <laughs> and I think a big part of the problem was at this time, Kale's back in college at like a real college where people yeah. live in the dorms and people are young yep. and they're, it's not community college where she's going at night in between, you know, like working two jobs. Yeah. So like, you know, a community college, like I went to community college, like you didn't really make friends with people. Like you had like a couple no. of friends, but like. I so I've done college like as a like right out of college where I went and I've lived in the dorms. I've done community college and then I also did like going back to college when I was I guess it was like twenty two when I went like back to college and lived off mm-hmm. campus and basically commuted. I mean I lived like two minutes away, but I was like right essentially a commuting student because I didn't live on campus. I was a couple right. years older than most of the people in my classes, so I've done it in all ways and. Kale, all of a sudden, for the first time, like, is with people her age in yes. a setting where she just wants to be like them, I'm sure. Yeah. And I just want to blame husband her for that. And two right. kids. It's hard. Because she's saying what her life could have been had she not made poor decisions, like, you know, a few years before that. And that's gotta be hard to rectify in your mind like oh my god this could be me this could have been me and she has the stability of a home life where her children are going to be looked after because she has Javi she has Javi's parents that are always around I think his parents were living with them like yeah at that point and so she has this support system finally but she wants to stretch her legs in a way 
when you're married and have children, you just can't do anymore. And I think she is really fighting that urge to be 22 and that need to be a mother. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, like, okay, so Javi says they can go to the hotel. And, like, he's fine with it. He's going to take Lincoln or, like, Isaac. Everything's A-OK. And then the next day they get into a huge fight because a guy from Kale's class, which I – can't help but wonder if it was Chris. I, I can't I help but wonder. I remember, do you remember at the time the name Tyler Hill and how, like, everybody yes. was... I don't even know what ended up happening with Tyler Hill, but I... I that was supposedly I the guy Kale was cheating with, but it was... I think it was Chris. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was Chris this whole time. So Kale got I a text if... from a guy that said, good morning. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say? You wonder followed. if... Oh, I wonder if she put Tyler Hill in the phone, like disguising his name because Hobby knew the was name. There was a real him. Tyler Hill, though. I seem to remember oh, okay. Twitter with a real Tyler Hill. I don't know. There, let's right. be real. There are probably multiple guys that Kale was what Javi saw is inappropriately talking to, and I would say was probably like on the verge of being inappropriate. So he texted her good morning. That was it, right? It was nothing and really then about something food. about no. I think it was good morning, oh. and then something about like, do you have class today, or like. It was school-related, but that's also okay. another problem is, like, Kale all of a sudden is, like, around guys that, like, have no idea how to respect a woman that's married and, like, how to talk to a woman that's married. Right. You know, like, like and if we've that already guy had established... been 30, he probably would have sent a text. Yeah. I was like, hey, how are you? Hope you're having a good morning. Do you know if we have class today? Not like, right. hey, good morning. Like, do we have class yet? Like, there's just a difference in that you learn the older you get because you're married or you're around more married mm-hmm. people. Like, how you speak to the opposite sex that's like, or same sex, but like how you speak to a person that you could yeah. potentially be romantically involved with. Like, when you text them because they have a husband, I guarantee Chris, Tyler Hill, whoever it was, was like, mm-hmm. had no, like, didn't know how to text a married woman. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have no clue how to do it also all of a sudden kale's getting this this attention from different guys yeah because they're outside of their bubble also kale and bobby like came from the same area kale had friends from high school but they all kind of probably all like knew each other and hung out right these are guys that hobby has no access to and we've already established that kale seeks attention yes no matter what kind of attention she seeks love and attention positive Right. So this is like that's her entire Twitter. Yeah. This is her pinging, like pinging her her what she feels she needs and wants. You know what I mean? It's not really what she needs or wants, but it's what she thinks she needs and wants in life. Yeah. So it's so you know, it's establishing a whole different type of relationship. I think, unfortunately, that they were both completely in the wrong with this. They both were. I think both of them had some. Some, I don't know. I don't because I didn't see the text, and I don't know what type of text she was getting. Um, right. I I don't want to say Javi was like a hundred percent in the wrong with being mad about the texts. Me you know, either. And I we don't know, and because of we know Kale cheats, we know yeah. Kale lies, we know Kale yeah. is very sneaky, and the moment Kale feels like someone's like trying to control her, she goes like. Full, full sneak. It makes herself look oh, even yeah. worse, even if like nothing is going on. So I don't want to say like 
Javi was 100% in the wrong, but he was with then no. how he reacted and how he handled everything. Yes. So I think Kale didn't have the had the way to respond to whoever was texting her in a way to be like, hey, we're just friends or whatever, and mm-hmm. maybe setting herself up to make it look like there was more going on. And that is poor decision on her point, on her part. Also, it was really poor for her to be sneaky with it afterwards. Mm-hmm. However, in saying that, Javi's reaction was completely off of where it should have been, too. You can be mad at your partner getting a text from a male or a female that's giving them some type of attention that you feel you should be giving that partner. However, it's still not okay to be like, I want the passwords to your phones or take off all passwords that I can go through your phone. I think that right there was like, you don't trust her and this yes. trust is broken and there's something way worse going on that you two need to fix. And that's you also what it showed me. Her. Like, how no. would punish Kale? Like, he yeah. does it. And, and that's where it goes to next is now he's like, I'm not taking Isaac. Yeah. So he's like, well, I'm not taking him. Like, you take him. And even right. his sister it's... is like, I, I think his sister basically said, like, exactly what we were saying, where she was like, right. I understand why you're upset about that yep. text. Like, I, you're not wrong about that, but you are so wrong about how you're acting right now. Yep. And, she, and, and I wrote down, Lydia is the voice of reason in this fight. Because she's saying, you're just hurting Isaac. You're hurting Isaac. You're hurting your family unit. You're making this worse. Like, she's telling him these things calmly. And he's going, no. She needs, and he's pointing to Kale. And not even talking to Kale. He's talking at Kale. Yes. She needs to take responsibility for her life. She needs to do this. And it's like, you're a family unit. There is no more Kale's responsibility and Javi's responsibility. It's everybody's. This is a family. And And he wants to play family man when everything is great. But when he doesn't get his way, it's it's her responsibility. This yes, is not my responsibility. That's your son. That's your yep. son. And it that's and that your son. is another way that's he manipulates her. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's gross. It really is. It's really and gross. Especially since he's been in Isaac's life since Isaac was two, and now Isaac's what he had just had his fifth or sixth birthday. Uh, that must have been his or fourth, sixth birthday. Fifth? I don't because he was like they showed him and like. Javi's like, we're going to clean the house tonight. And he goes, yay. Yeah. Like, or maybe that was when in the next episode. But Isaac That's is like, episode. Isaac's like a, a five or six year old. Like he yeah. is fully talking and already has his like kid face. Right. And they're having this huge heated argument. Right. And he wants Kale to go get Isaac out of school to take him out of school half day. And she's like, I'm not doing that. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Yeah, that was his answer to get Isaac early so she could drive him to Joe's and then go to the concert just so he wouldn't have to take him to Joe's. Right. And she's like, you already said you'd be okay with this. I I mean, and she almost, I think, was like, all right, I got this text. I get why you're upset, but you, this doesn't, you shouldn't punish me for this. Like, I almost feel like she wanted to say that. You know what I mean? Like, she was skirting around the whole issue, but she was getting very emotional as well. She was getting loud and pale-like. So Sterling was like so mad. She was like, I want to go home. She's like, Tyler, her husband Tyler was there. She's like, Tyler and I are just going to leave. Like, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not interested in this. I don't want to be here while you guys are fighting. Like, this is not worth it for me. I don't feel comfortable here. Like, I just want to go home. 
which I thought was good that somebody was being like, I'm not going to be part of this. And also that just shows how like fucking weird and selfish Javi was that he was like having this full blown meltdown, like in front of people that were staying with them. Yeah. And (laughs) Kale says to Sterling, if I wanted to cheat on him, I could do it. And like, she's like full on like, why doesn't yeah. he believe me? I can if I wanted to. I have all these guys. And, and then it's kind of like, it, once again, there's people throwing themselves at Kale, these men, and it's mm-hmm. hitting some type of emotional want of hers. And she's like, I could do it if I wanted to. And it's like, oh, Kale, you shouldn't say that either. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then Sterling's like, let's just go to the concert. And Kale's like, right. this is, you can tell Kale is becoming very, this must have been the season that like, she was being hyper aware about how she was going to come off in these fights. Um, Mm -hmm. Because she was saying, but how does that look? He thinks I cheated and I'm just going to go to the concert. Like, I can't do that. I cannot do that. That doesn't look good. She kept saying how it would look. And I was like, I wonder, she must mean on camera. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. She, because she's like, my marriage is in turmoil. This is the worst time for me to leave. Yeah. And it's like, how is this going to look if I leave? And I'm like, look to who? And then I agree with you. This is probably when she started getting more and more Twitter followers and Twitter yeah, feedback. And, well, and maybe more, she's... more like, I mean, she was also, I mean, we, I know we say like she doesn't mature, but I mean, she's growing up and she's yeah. realizing like more and more like the repercussions of doing things on camera. Yeah. And Avi's just screaming, I don't trust her. I don't trust her. I don't trust her. Lydia's and it's like, like shut right, up. <laughs> yeah. And like eyeballing him, like, shut up. Because she's holding Lincoln. Like, Lincoln's there. Yeah. I mean, Lincoln yeah. is a baby. But still, Lincoln's yeah. like in the middle of all this turmoil, of all this yelling. And she's looking at him like, shut up. Do what you said you were going to do. And then fix this at a different time. This is not, you know, it's not yeah. the time. Like, you know, she was totally telling him that in her eyes. <laughs> yeah. So Javi wants all the passcodes deleted. And Kale yeah. does oh. say, which I thought was very true and spot on. She said, I'm not going to give up 100% of my privacy to make you feel secure because it won't work. And I right. was like, yeah, because Javi yeah. is so deeply insecure. And that's where all yeah. this stuff comes from, that he's so insecure. And Kale definitely knows that. And she yeah. was right. Because it wouldn't have done anything. Because he still no. wouldn't have believed her because the trust was already gone for whatever yep. reason. Because the trust was probably never really there. Because they never actually took the time to develop like a mutually loving and respectful relationship. They just moved in and got married and had a kid and moved to Delaware within the course yep. of like a year and a half or two years. You know? And they didn't ever develop that trust. So I think Kale was right that like it wouldn't have mattered yeah. if she gave him the passcodes because he would have just Is likely this... deleted everything anyway. You sneaky bitch! Like, right? Yeah, and you know, and you would have told them not to text you anymore. Like you can hear how this conversation would go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It like she said, I, I agree with her. Why should she give up her privacy for his insecurity? I mean, she made a really spot on observation. A plus on that. Absolutely. And then I do have to wonder, like, what she was texting. <laughs> like, yeah. knowing how how the relationship ended and everything that's, like, happened since, like, you have to wonder, like, 
what was Kale texting these guys? Like, and that doesn't justify how Javi was acting at all because the reality is it's like, if you don't trust your wife, like, then you should leave her, not, like, demand control over her life. But what was Kale texting them? Yeah. Also, real quick, they, Peach, Sterling, and Kale go to Kale's room and they're talking. Mm -hmm. And Peach looks, looks, at Kale and says, you need to separate from him. Oh, right, and she right. looks at her and goes, like, separate for the night. And she goes, no, I think a separation isn't, like, she's like, yeah. no, separation. No, their you friends are saying, separate. like, you, you need a divorce. Like, you guys need to yeah. get a divorce. Like, it's at that point where, like, everybody around right. them is just like, no. We they can't, know. We can't deal with this. Ugh. It was that was an emotionally taxing episode, by the way. Like I watched yeah. that one, I was like, I gotta save the other two for another day. <laughs> and by the way, they like do end up all going to the concert, and then Javi shows up. Yeah, did we figure that out? He did show up. I didn't right? watch it, but I I know he does. I have the memory yeah. like that he shows up and remember Sterling is like mad about it because she's like, why is he yes. here? Like I don't ruiner want of him time. here. Yes, that's where the hobby, the ruiner of times if you've seen that yeah. online, like, comes from because Javi ruined yep. their times. And, like, imagine how mad you would be, like, if you're in Sterling and Peach issues, but especially Sterling, who's, like, flown in from Arizona, um, yeah. was always closer with Kale than with Javi, and, like, they get into this big fight. They finally agree to go to the concert. Like, they're at the hotel. Everybody's good. And then Javi walks mm-hmm. in and he's like, all right, let's go to the concert. And it's like, I don't fucking want you here. Yeah so crazy how controlling and how manipulative he is and you don't see it all the time but when you watch these key episodes we've watched back to back you're like yeah I've always knew Javi was a scumbag I told you that when we started talking about this episode I always had like this scummy feeling towards him like I didn't trust him but now I remember why like he was super controlling and we'll get the next episode we watch gets into it even bigger yeah let's go to that now Hey guys, to hear the rest of this week's episode, come on over to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. Thank you all so much. Have a great week. Bye. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psychos Patreon exclusive. Executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos and come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.